the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. Faith to Endure is the title of the message today. God is taking the church to a powerful place. We're going through the midst of a pandemic. There's economic crisis in the nation and the nations of the world. But God is calling the church to a place where we pray with such energized power. Where we pray and our prayers shake the nation and the nations of the world. God is calling forth an invincible army of believers and they will pray such powerful prayers. These are believers who understand that the power of the Holy Ghost lives within them. They will understand how when Jesus stepped out into the Jordan River and there he was, let's just step back for a moment and let's visit Jesus at the Jordan River. There he is at the bank side and he's watching John the Baptist as he's baptizing many And he stands there and he waits patiently. Can't you just see him standing at the side? The Bible doesn't tell us it's a cloudy day. So we can assume it's a beautiful day at that time. Beautiful, sunny, clear day, beautiful clouds because they're in the water being baptized. Now, you know, the Jordan River. The waters are kind of muddy. You know, some people, when they're over in Israel, they're like, "Mm, I don't think I want to be baptized in that water. I know Jesus did it, but I'll pass on it. You know, some land that slides kind of into the water and that comes down there. And the water isn't crystal clear like you might think, you know. But Jesus knows this is that appointed time. The prophecy must be fulfilled for his ministry. Jesus steps out into the Jordan River. He goes over to John. He convinced John that it's important that he baptize him. Although John is reluctant. He feels humble that Jesus is above him. And Jesus convinces him that this needs to be done for the fulfillment of the prophecy. Jesus is baptized in the waters of the Jordan River. Can't you just see it in the revelation state of your mind? He's in the water. John baptizes him underwater. Jesus comes up. Water is just streaming down over him from the top of his head. Water is going down. And all of a sudden, as Jesus looks up, The dove ascends from heaven, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove. 
and it lands over him. And the heavens are opened up. What a glorious moment it is. I'm telling you, I believe that all of heaven stood still as Jesus stood in the waters of the Jordan River with John. You see, a transfer of power took place because Jesus left his glory in heaven and deity became man. Because later he says that he wanted to be glorified again to his father. So Jesus stands in the midst of the Jordan River. There he is. He is baptized and he stands there. There's a glorious moment. I believe the host of heaven paused because all of eternity just changed. And the priesthood is now transferred. Remember in Jesus' day, the priesthood had to be transferred and you had to be of the bloodline. It couldn't just be transferred to anyone. So now everything that was needed in the natural by the natural law law had taken place for Jesus to receive the priesthood. He is anointed now with power from on high from the Holy Spirit. Now, this is that same spirit that when you gave your life over to Christ and you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when you gave your life over and the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you, isn't that the same spirit? that Jesus received in the Jordan River? Isn't that the same anointing that came over his life? Well, I want to tell you today, that is the only spirit. There isn't another spirit that comes forth for the believer. So you are anointed with the same spirit from on high that Jesus received when he stepped into the Jordan rivers with John and the Holy Spirit descended. You receive that same power. Now, Jesus walked in the fullness, the full anointing of the Holy Spirit. But within each of us is that same Holy Spirit. Spirit is that same God-sized type of faith, and that's what dwells within you. I'm telling you today that you have the faith to endure the pandemic, economic crisis, all the things that are going on around us, social unrest, decisions in the government that are really causing turmoil, and everything that's going on around us, political unrest. You have the faith to endure loss of business businesses, difficulties and trials in life and circumstances, everything seeming to come in at one time. God has placed in you the faith to endure. And if you will stay in the fire and allow it to be a refining source, God will exalt you. The Bible says this in this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. So the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. First Peter six to seven, right where we are, you must use your faith and allow it to endure for you through faith. You can endure Hebrews 32 and 34. Remember those days after you have received the light when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison 
and joyfully accepted the trial because you knew that you yourself had better and lasting possessions. Come on now. I know somebody knows what I'm talking about today. Testing brings endurance. Now, some will say God does not test his people and others will say, oh, yes, he does. God definitely puts tests before his people. But it does not matter whether we believe God tests his people or God does not test his people. For the sake of argument, let's just say we go through tests in this realm. Trials and tests will come. But come what may, if we will hold on to our faith, if we will release that God-sized faith, allow our faith to give us the endurance to stand, oh my goodness, you're going to see a mighty powerful result in your life to refine our faith and endure so that we manifest God's glory. The Bible tells us we must endure. Our faith must be proven genuine through suffering and grieving and all kinds of trials. First Peter five and 10. And after you have suffered for a little while, now watch this, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore you secure you, strengthen you, and establish you. The enemy wants to wear your faith down. He doesn't want you to endure. The enemy will test your faith by testing, though you are made stronger in your endurance. If you do not know how to hold on to your faith, you will not be able to endure. Trials come. With no faith to endure, you will be overtaken by the enemy. But if you hold on to the word of God, you will not drown like an anchor. It will be your stability to your mind and to your heart. Don't faint for in due season, he will deliver you. Faint not. In due season, you will reap your just reward. In due season, the manifestation of the promises of God will be revealed in your life. Abraham was promised to be the father of a son and many nations and that blessings would come. Genesis 17, five, for I have made you a father of many nations and I will make you very fruitful and I will make nations of you and Kings will come from you. God promised Abraham a son But he didn't receive that son right away. It was for some time before this was to take place. Abraham's wife decided she would help God out and gave Abraham her handmaiden to birth a son. But Abraham was wise and he endured by faith. He believed God that God would keep his promise. Then the Lord said to him, now, your servant's child will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your own heir. So he promised him a son. Then the Lord took Abram aside and said unto him, look unto the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed God. And the Lord counted it as righteousness because of his faith. Then the Lord said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. Genesis 15, five to seven. Abram had to endure after you've been tested for a little while, you will come forth as pure gold. A little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, 
confirm, strengthen, and establish you. First Peter 5 and 10. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? And God answers Abram and told him, give an offering. And God sealed the promise by his offering. Abram gave an offering, but the ravens came to devour it, and it worried Abram. God wasn't worried about the ravens. He was pleased that Abram was obedient. The ravens eating the offering did not matter to God. Abram's act of obedience sealed the deal with God. Abram had faith. He had faith until the end. He had endurance and strength. This was counted as righteousness with God. The Lord told him, bring me a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old female goat and a three-year-old ram and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. So Abram presented all these to him and he killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some of the vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abraham chased them away. And God told him, enlarge the place of the tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy inhabitants. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and stretch thy stakes. He was letting Abraham know you're going to need more room. He was telling him, but spiritually expand your steps, expand yourself. Isaiah 54 and 2. When Abraham was about 100 years old, the son was born to him by his first wife, Sarah. Abram waited 25 years for the promise of the son to be fulfilled. But one of the first things that happened here, it's so important to observe. One, Abraham received the promise of God. And two, his act of obedience sealed the deal with God when he made the offering after he heard the promise. And three, He endured. You must stretch your faith. Enlarge your tent. Abraham was told that many were coming. The enemy wants to stop your faith because he knows if he can stop your faith. Because you will birth all things pertaining to life. If he cannot stop your faith, you will birth all things pertaining to life. Don't be afraid for you will not be put to shame. Do not be humiliated, for you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your husband is your maker. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Holy One of Israel, your Redeemer. He's called the God of all the earth. Isaiah 54 and 4. This is the word of the Lord to you today. Do not be discouraged and do not Be dismayed, for God is with you. In the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of economic crisis of the nations, God is still in control. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Remember when Job lost everything. The Bible says that he lost his children, his servants, his animals, his crops. But in all this, his health was still in crisis. Job could not see behind the scene. 
He had his own pandemic going on. He had his own national crisis happening in his life. His health was in crisis. His skin was covered with boils. He had financial crisis. He lost his crops and his employees. Death visited. All of his children died. The Bible says Job did not sin and he did not charge God foolishly. Job 1 and 22. Job could not see behind the scenes. And I know you've heard me say this before, but it's vitally important where we stand right now. He could not see behind the scene as you and I can see today. Behind the scenes, Satan was plotting to cause Job to fail and to lose his faith in God. But Job did not change his position. Job did not charge God foolishly. We must begin to sing, to prophesy to God Almighty and open our mouths and sing unto the Lord. When you begin to do this, you're holding on to your faith. Sing a song of faith that encourages your heart, that uplifts your spirit in the midst of what you are going to. A favorite scripture that will cause you to hold on to your faith. God will bless you. It could be your ministry will flourish. Your children will be saved. Your business will be restored. A new business will be brought forth. You will have even more, more than you had before, even though you cannot see it coming. Enlarge your tent. It means inside. Let it stretch. You'll be like a new birth coming forth, like the birth of a child that brings pain and suffering. But stretch, but don't let go. Spare not the length of the cord. Hold on to it and strengthen your anchor. Isaiah 54 and 2. Enlarge the sight of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not hold back. Lengthen your ropes and drive your stakes deep. For you will spread out to the right and the left. Your descendants will be as the nations and inhabit the desolate cities. Can you see what the Lord is saying to you today? Oh, today God is meeting you with a message to empower you. All that has happened in your life, the tests, the trials, the shame, all came for a purpose for the trying of your faith. So bring you forth as pure gold. God is raising up a church, a people that will obey his voice. I want to tell you a vision that I saw just last week, and it was absolutely marvelous. I saw a building, and it was like a dome-shaped building. It was absolutely beautiful. It was rounded at the top like a dome. And this building was pure gold. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was pure gold. And inside of the building, you know, the walls, the sides of the building, on the outside of the building, there were set in the building sapphire stones and rubies and diamonds were were set. They were carved and then places were carved out. And these stones were set into the carvings of the building and the building had all types of shapes of different angles of carving into the gold. It was the most beautiful sight I have ever seen. I don't know if there's any such building like this right now in existence. I would think not because of the precious stones that are laid in it. And then I saw a hand, a large hand and the hand had in the palm of its hand, a polishing cloth. And the hand was polishing the building. It was shining the gold. This giant hand was shining the gold and just wiping the gold off. And it was so amazing and astounding sight. And the Lord said, 
I am raising up the church again. It's going to come forth as pure gold. And he had the finishing cloth that he was finishing and shining the gold. And it was just, it was just an amazing vision. And it brought forth revelation to me because God was saying, tell my people that I am raising up a church and this church is going to walk in my glory and I'm going to release the Holy Spirit and the latter rain. They're going to be endued with such a tremendous level of power and they are going to go about doing good, healing sick and laying hands on deliverance will come and they will walk in the abundance of my spirit and they will do my will in all of the earth. God is raising up an invincible army of soldiers and I'm telling you they will pray with fervent prayers and God he is releasing a prayer anointing over his people it is an anointing of power I am telling you the miracles and signs and wonders that are following you thus saith the Lord it's time they got out front and instead of following you they are in front of you and doing great manifestations of the power of the Lord God is calling those people who will pray fervent prayers. They're not walking according to their likes and their dislikes. Their opinions they know have nothing to do with serving God. They're walking in the will and the power of the Lord. If you are one of those soldiers that wants to be in God's invincible army, it's time that you raised your hand and told him so. Just raise your hand today and let him know, Lord, I want to be in your invincible army. I want to pray fervent prayers that shake the nation. I want to pray prayers that change all of eternity. God is looking for those. The Bible says his eyes move to and forth and he's watching the earth. He's looking for the one that he can show himself strong to. God is looking for you today. That's why you're hearing that message. He wants you to join his invincible army that's going to shake the nation and the nations of the world. It's time for the church to arise and do the mighty works of God. You have the same spirit that Jesus received when he stepped into the waters of the Jordan River. The Holy Spirit, you have that same Holy Spirit that lives in you. That's why he said, the works I do you shall do. And even greater works than this is shall you do. Because there isn't three, four, or ten spirits. There is only one spirit and that is the Holy Spirit. That's the spirit that endues you with power from on high. That's the spirit that wants to pray through you and shake the nation and the nations of the world. That's the spirit right now that's releasing a profound gift of prophecy. Releasing the gifts of healing, releasing the gifts of the spirit, and he's passing them out as he will, but he's passing them out to the ones who can hear his voice, and they will be obedient to his voice. I'm telling you that right now, God is preparing that army. They are invincible. They shall not be assaulted by the enemy. Their prayers will assault the kingdom of darkness. They will knock down strongholds. They will pull them down. They will teach others 
how to stand in the way of the Lord and to pray powerful prayers and deliverance. A trail of miracles will follow wherever they go. I'm telling you right now what is to come. I am prophesying to you of the great army of believers. Church isn't going to be the same anymore. Everything just took a shift in the spirit realm for the Lord moves in cycles. And it is that day where the latter rain and the power of the Holy Spirit will be released. You see, the disciples receive the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit. But in these days, in this due season that the Bible has talked about for so long, the due season is here. And in a due season, he is not only going to release the power of the Holy Spirit and a more magnified way, but he is also releasing the latter rain. And God is calling you today to be part of his invincible prayer army. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Dot O-R-G.